Welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Chris Alfick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, we bring you November 19th through the 25th in the wonderful year of 1998. Stuck in the 90s is the only podcast giving you more Demi Moore. And less Roy Moore. Wow. Have we ever mentioned Demi Moore? I'm sure we have. More Demi Moore coming soon. November 19th. The United States House of Representatives Judiciary Committee begins impeachment hearings against U.S. President Bill Clinton because of the Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, that's the thing. We haven't talked about this in a while. Yeah, we we really... We haven't. We talked about it a lot at the beginning. You know, at some point we're going to have to buckle down and actually do a spotlight on on the Lewinsky thing. Yeah, we've come pretty close, but no cigar yet. <sighs> also on this date, Microsoft quits a media venture. The Microsoft Corporation said today that it would sell its 10% stake in Real Networks Inc. in a move to compete head-to-head against the company, which is the market leader in technology that sends sound and video over the internet. The information superhighway, if you will. Microsoft said it would begin immediately selling the stake valued at 129 million US dollars. Microsoft's sale of the non-voting stake will end a partnership that soured soon after it started and worsened when Robert Glazer, the chairman and chief executive of Real Networks, accused Microsoft of deliberately crippling his company's product. It's Real Player. Oh shit, this is Real Player? This is Real Player. Oh fuck, I loved Real Player. This clears the way for Microsoft to make an all-out assault on the streaming media marketplace, said Dwight Davis, an analyst at Summit Strategies. This is a partnership in name only. Streaming media lets users hear and see audio and video over the internet. I had to include that definition from the article. That's great. Streaming media generated $5.7 billion in revenue in 1997, said Christine Perry of Perry Research and Consulting. Real Networks, which said it has 85% of the market, welcomed Microsoft's move. So game fucking on. Yeah. That being said, no one's used Real Player in 15 years. Yeah, didn't go well for them. And I think the most I've ever used Windows Media Player is to, like, I don't know, close it. Yeah. I'm only in here to find a way out of Windows Media Player. Winamp for life. Man, I miss Winamp. I do too. November 20th. A Russian proton rocket is launched from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in Kazakhstan. I love so many of those words. Proton rocket, Cosmodrome, Cosmodrome, and that... Other word that I can barely pronounce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Launched. Yep. Uh, It was carrying the first segment of the International Space Station, uh, the 21-ton Zarya module. Neat. Uh, Also, really neat, is the Rugrats movie, based on Nickelodeon's hit series, you guessed it, Rugrats, is released in theaters. The movie introduces the character of Dill Pickles, who became a main character in Rugrats the following January. The Rugrats movie was a commercial success, making a grand total of $100 million domestically and another $40 million in international markets. I guess I knew what I was doing in November 1998. I was probably seeing the Rugrats movie. I don't think I saw this until it was, like, on TV. Oh, I definitely saw this in theaters, and then I also saw Rugrats in Paris in theaters. One of the, I think, two movies in the 90s where I distinctly recall being the only per well, like, the people I was with being the only people in the theater. Yeah, I get that. November 21st, Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Holy shit. 
I love this game. It's a good game. The Water Temple, vicious. Also on this date, Power Rangers in Space ended today airing its final episode. In my opinion, this is also probably ending the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers sort of storyline. The next series, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, kind of had a couple loose connections with this existing storyline, but they're really... They're grasping at straws, and it's almost entirely separate. Power Rangers in Space, in, I think, is the real ending, with the storylines of things like uh, People like Zordon, Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed, all being resolved. It's also the last one where one set of Rangers really goes on to the next set uh, with a couple changes here and there. Yeah, so, I, I totally agree. Also, as a little side note, I think we've discussed this, but just in case we haven't, uh, I was at Toys R Us, this is like a couple weeks ago, have you seen the two-foot-tall Goldar toy? It is, I want to say you brought that up, but I no, so. I haven't seen it. It's fucking horrible Is it looking. old Goldar or new Goldar? New Goldar. Uh, it's so gross. It's too It's too Transformers-y. Yeah, it's, it's way too much. Yeah, there's way too much shit going on. It's not... It doesn't work. No, it's bad news. Yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, also, fuck AOL, I guess, because November 22nd, AOL regrets revealing Sailor's homosexuality. Oh. Yeah. America Online admitted breaching its policy uh, and said Wednesday it regrets disclosing to a Navy investigator the identity of a senior sailor now facing possible dismissal from the military as a homosexual. Quote, this was a case of human error under very unusual circumstances, AOL Inc. said in a one-page statement while criticizing the Navy for the way it sought the information. Uh, AOL said of its disclosure, this clearly should not have happened and we regret it. At least they're owning up to it, so... Yeah. Something there. Yeah. Uh, also Wednesday, uh, Senior Chief Petty Officer Timothy R. McVeigh. Ooh, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, that's an unfortunate name to have in the 90s. Moved to save his Navy career by filing a case in federal court in Washington. McVeigh charges that the Navy pried into his personal affairs in violation of an electronic privacy policy and the military's don't ask, don't tell policy uh, on gays in the military, which is, you know... That's a fucked up policy to begin with. For sure. Well, the service began investigating McVeigh's uh, last fall after a Navy spouse discovered information available through AOL and apparently written by McVeigh that indicated a sexual interest in men. McVeigh, 36, is a highly decorated senior enlisted man with 17 years in the service, three years shy of the 20 needed to retire with a pension. This is part of the article. He is no relation to the convicted Oklahoma City bomber. Very kind of had to throw, name. yeah. They kind of had to throw that one in there. Right? Timothy McVeigh. Wow. Jeez. Okay. November twenty third. Days of unlimited beer are over for ten k race. I love so I, these words. This is why I've never run a ten k. Oh man. For nearly two decades, those who reach the finish line of the Redondo Beach Super Bowl ten k have always looked forward to the all you can drink beer that's handed out at Seaside Lagoon. But when the 20th annual race takes place Sunday, participants will be cut off after four beers. The Chamber of Commerce, which hosts the event, had believed that they didn't need a liquor license because participants were not paying for the beers, said Executive Director Marnus Meltzer. But the organization learned that the $20 registration fee that participants pay constitutes a fee, and that requires a liquor license from the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. It's a change from the past, but it's not unreasonable. You still get four drinks in one and a half hours, Smelter said. very unreasonable. Right? All the ABC is trying to do is provide a safe and controlled environment. That's the, that's the problem, though. Uncontrolled drinking is the best kind of drinking. Like, casual drinking? Like, having a beer is all right, but uncontrolled drinking is... That's why alcohol exists, right? Like, why would you run a 10K otherwise? Yeah, exactly. What, for, I wouldn't. For your health? I, I mean... I'm not into that. Yeah, fuck that. Not interested. Also, I just... I love the way... 
I don't know, the way that America treats their acronyms, the Al- Alcoholic Beverage Control, the ABC, um, what are some, like, OSHA, that's another one. OSHA? Like, Occupational Digital Safety, safety Hazard. Uh, yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just, I don't know, it's, it's different here in Canada. Holy shit, we've got more on AOL. Uh, on November 24th, they, AOL, announces they will acquire Netscape Communications for a in a stock-for-stock transaction worth $4.2 billion. Both of these things barely exist anymore. AOL, I don't know how AOL exists. Well, AOL Time Warner, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Also today, Gaza International Airport opens in the Gaza City as the first international airport in the Gaza Strip. Probably not a place you want to be. Yeah, that's one airport I don't want to fly into. Hold on, do they have a Cinnabon? Ooh. Because that might tilt my decision a little. Man. Just like, not, not I, I still don't want to go, but at least if there's a Cinnabon. I'm really craving some kind of cinnamon bun, regardless if it's a Cinnabon. I've never actually had Cinnabon. Wait, what? I've never had Cinnabon. Holy shit. There's one at the mall. What mall? Uh, The Lime Ridge Mall, or maybe it's Mapleview in Burlington. I don't know. Hmm. We can go. One of these days, I you know, should I vlog my my first Cinnabon? It's a, kind of a life changing experience. Uh, this uh, this is not going to help my health. More news on this later. Yeah. Uh, still on November twenty fourth, a declassified report by Swiss IOC, that's the uh, International Olympic Committee official, Mark Hodler, reveals that bribes had been used to bring the two thousand two Winter Olympics to Salt Lake City during the bidding process in nineteen ninety five. The International Olympics Committee, uh, the Salt Lake Organizing Committee, or SLOC, the United States Olympic Committee, it's a fucking American acronyms, right? And the U.S. Uh, Justice Repo- uh, Department immediately launched an investigation into the scandal. Ten members of the IOC were expelled, and another ten were sanctioned. This was the first expulsion or sanction for corruption in the more than a century that the IOC had existed. This is the first instance of corruption, apparently. Wah, wah. Although nothing strictly illegal had been done, it was felt that the acceptance of the gifts was morally dubious. And as the legends go, Mitt Romney stepped up to save the Olympics and therefore the world. Praise be to Mitt. November 25th, closing of the week. A Bug's Life and Babe, Pig in the City, opened in theaters today. They won't be mentioned in our movies this week because they opened midweek, uh, the day before American Thanksgiving. Which was probably a thing. Probably. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should have... One of these days, we need to get into just uh, the whole thing about A Bug's Life and Ants. Both of those are in uh, the box office. We we definitely have. Like the same movie being made twice, pretty much? Yeah, but specifically this. Yeah, there's some some juicy shit on that. And yeah. Oh, like studios stealing people and stuff? Um, I mean... Okay, well, more on on that later for sure. Uh, Let's go to the box office. Obviously, in the number one spot is the Rugrats movie. Yeah, uh, but there are some really good ones on here, and it's not a long list, but there are some heavy hitters. We have Enemy of the State at number two. Uh, Adam Sandler, one of his last decent movies, The yeah. Water Boy. The Water Boy was very good. It I, was really funny. Yeah, it's up there with The Wedding Singer, but is not quite The Wedding Singer. No, I would put it in order. I would go Happy Gilmore. Oh no, sorry, Wedding Singer, Happy Gilmore, Water Boy. That's how. Those are my three Sandler yeah. movies. Wedding Singer definitely is on top. And then, yeah, it's a toss-up between Happy Gilmore and... No, Happy Gilmore is better than Billy Madison. Oh, shit, Billy Madison, too. I think I think Billy Madison's better than Waterboy. 
We'll have to have an Adam Sandler spotlight at some point. Yeah, we will. Uh, We've been talking about that since the beginning. I know. Okay, we'll we'll pencil it in for next week. I don't know what's better, Billy Madison or The Waterboy. As I haven't seen The Waterboy Uh, in probably 15 years. We should watch them both. I've seen Billy Madison in the last year or two. All right, what else is on here? Uh, Meet Joe Black. I still know what you did last summer. I got to talk about number seven for a minute. Sure. I'll be home for Christmas. Oh God! Starring, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Jessica Biel, fucking the uh, the boss from Office Space is oh, Jonathan. Lumberg. Yeah, he's uh, he's Jonathan Taylor Thomas's dad. Dad, yeah, yeah. Gary Cole, that's his name. Yeah, not that's Gary right. Cole, man. No, Gary Cole, just Gary Cole person, taller and whiter. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Gary this Cole is, person. <laughs> I think this movie is probably. The embodiment of the fact that certain movies, especially Christmas movies, are good because you enjoyed them as a kid. Oh, it's terrible now. I saw this I maybe love two or the, three years oh, ago. I still love this movie. Oh, but like, I can at least watch it and realize what a sack of shit of a movie this it is. It super is. It's, it's one douchebag trying to get home so he can get a fancy car while another douchebag drives his girlfriend who it's just a jessica biel is the only thing really going for this movie she is somewhat of a progressive character and fuck it i love this movie yeah that's god that's, damn it i love this movie let's just leave it there yeah christmas movies there there's something Ooh, this is exciting you forgot to paste in the, the music. music. I know. That's, let's that's just okay. come up with it. Fuck it. Uh, Fuck this week. Let's do a let's do a song of the week. Nineteen nine. Okay, song of the week off the top of our heads. Don't, I mean, uh, what's a good '90s song? '98. Or, you know what? I'm gonna talk. Fuck this. Uh, let's let's just talk a couple music things. A Bug's Life came out. Yeah. Randy Newman did the music for this too. I and know. Toy Story. I, I don't like like Randy Newman is a guilty pleasure of mine. Really? Oh, for sure. I mean, I like the Toy Story song. If you haven't heard the song Short People, you need to go listen to it. Okay. Like, the the main part of the chorus is short people got no reason to live. Fuck. Yeah. And they're, like, short people got nobody. And he's talking about, like, their little hands and their beady eyes. Walking around telling great big lies. What the fuck? Short people got nobody. It's so funny. That's Randy a, Newman, short people. You're welcome. That is a step away from, like, you got a friend in me. We'll, we'll listen to it after this. It's right. so bad. And I'm just going to bring things back to a, a short person, Gary Coleman, and I'll be home for Christmas. Wait, Gary Coleman. Yeah, Gary Coleman. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I want to talk about the NSYNC song, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Okay. I like that song. And Gary Coleman is arguably the star of that music video. This is a horrible like this is really bad. This is a two hours in a studio with a green screen quality music video. But much like the pretty bad movie that it accompanies, I love this song. I love the music video. I love Christmas. Okay, pop question. What is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, it's a toss-up. Um, it is... It's either Mariah Carey's um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay. Or Britney Spears. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. That was my phone. Um, uh, Britney Spears' uh, Only Wish This Year. Okay. 
Those are those are like traditional Christmas songs. I They're get that. Nineties pop music. I don't know if that would be you know Frosty the Snowman. They're is beca- a traditional. Well, I, I you know what like, I mean. Like they're just two, normal Christmas songs. My these two are Christmas. about boys. Yeah, that's true. Um, or girls. I don't know what I don't know what they're no, into. Whatever you're into. Yeah. My favorite Christmas song by far is Mr. Garrison's Merry Fucking Christmas. Oh, that was a that was a classic in the late nineties. I played it for Talia a couple nights ago, and she looked amused, but also like. It's Holy coming back shit. to me. Hello, something, something. Merry, Merry fucking Christmas. Something, 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 something. Put down that book, the Corin, and here's some holiday wishes. Oh, yeah, that was racist as it's fuck. It's racist as fuck. That's what makes it so funny, though. I think we as a society have kind of forgotten that equal opportunity racism is is kind of funny. Like, you just, you have to be able to laugh about yourself in order to be able to laugh about everybody else, I think. I like laughter. Right. Fucking white people. Fuck white people. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. 90s news. Now, I saw this as well. The trailer? How do you feel about it? I'm so excited. Uh, okay. For those of you who can't read our notes, yep. they're making a movie out of Rampage. Which means that they're like, not really. The Rock is in it, and he's probably going to fight an enormous gorilla. That's what that means. The Like, I they're mean... taking the very basic premise of the movie, and saying that it's based on your favorite arcade game rampage that way you go to the theater and see it which i will oh i'm i'm so in for this super in also i think uh what everything you said is completely accurate but this also it also makes it about 75 percent more based on the video game than most video game adaptations probably there's actually a gorilla named george there's actually a wolf there's actually a lizard oh what about wreck it ralph Record Ralph? Was that even a... Re- I don't know if that was ever a real video game. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think it was. No, I'm just making things up. All right. Yeah, that's no, what we I do totally best on Stuck in the 90s. But yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah, it's definitely... It's going to be awful. It's going to be so good, but I'm not disagreeing with you that it'll be awful. Yeah, it's going to be fun, though. Yeah, I look forward to that because I loved Rampage World Tour on uh, the N64. That was my platform of choice for that uh, that game where you fuck shit up. Oh, it was a great game. Um, okay, let's move on to our 90s spotlight. And this week, we'd like to talk to you about something that made your life better, but also, you know, was tremendously damaging to your health. And that is... Smoking. Know, poison. No, just just poison. Oh, yeah. Poison made your life better. And you might not realize it, but let's let's travel back in time in our minds to a decade. It's the night. It's the 90s. You, I'm, it's we're going back to the 90s in the 1990s. Saran wrap was better. And you're thinking, oh, oh, I, I kind of do remember Saran wrap being better. Why was it better? Because it contained poison, you guys. And then people got all uppity because, oh, saran wrap shouldn't contain poison because it's bad. And so they took the poison out of saran wrap and now it's garbage because that poison made it not garbage. There's some decent, I mean, we've had to come up with other ways to make plastic wrap not suck. It's it's better now, but it's still, it doesn't have the cling oh, yeah, that I it mean, used to have. It has, yeah, things that are not in the plastic wrap to kind of augment it, uh, like Costco. They've got this giant roll of plastic wrap, but it's got this swipey little cutter. So I like the swipey cutter. Yeah, the swipey cutter is great. It's way better than those fucking jagged metal metal edges on the glad wrap. You know what used to be way better because of poison? Uh, bug spray. Anthrax. Well, man. Bug spray. Bug spray was legit. Like, pre- like, Deed is okay. 
Deed is okay, but when you put poison in bug spray, you kill the bugs, maybe you melt your nylon tent, whatever, it's fine. There are no bugs anywhere, and probably no, you know, no no plant life within like a 10 meter radius. Yeah. But that's, that's fine. I mean, yeah, you want to keep the mosquitoes off of you. You ain't got time for a citronella candle or one of those things that electrocutes the bugs. So why not, you know, just douse yourself in a little a little nice coat of poison and, speaking... and keep the do- keep the... Keep the bugs away. Well, speaking of killing bugs and probably plants also, I almost guarantee that you know of like an elderly man or woman who has a mythical bottle or tub of weed killer in their garage that actually works. And that's because it's from like 1990 and contains something that is absolutely awful for the environment. Yeah, that kind of stuff that gets into the groundwater, isn't filtered out by the water processing plants, and is probably, you know, there's a little bit inside of all of us, because it probably can't go anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, there were a lot less, I mean, I've talked about this. I haven't talked about this in a long time. Weed killers are shit now. They are garbage. Like the dandelion situation. It's insane. It's way different than it was in the 90s. If you had dandelions on on your lawn for more than a few days in the 90s, you were some kind of weirdo. You didn't care about your house. You could go to Canadian Tire, you could go to Home Depot, you could go wherever and get a little bit of weed killer and take care of that problem real quick. Now you just have to live with the dandelions and pretend that you you want them there. You You want a yellow lawn. Yeah, sure. And I mean... Poison is not is not good. It's great. Stuck okay. in the nineties. Officially thinks poison is great. CFCs, remember those? Remember the hole in the ozone layer yeah. caused by a different kind of poison. A poison that uh you know, it's an earth poison. And I guess inevitably it fucks us up too, because that's why we get sunburns now. Also, the ozone layer is mostly repaired again. It's getting there. It's mostly so Does that mean we can start using CFCs again? For sure. Alright, uh whip out that hairspray because we're, we're making a new hole. Go to town. America's building a wall and they're digging a hole. A the, hole in the sky. The world's fucked anyway. Use your hairspray, everybody. <laughs> the official opinion very, is stuck in the 90s. This is very, a very cynical uh, thing. Podcast, you know. Yeah. We're trying okay. to phase out coal here in the world. and Yeah, but you have to replace something shitty with something shitty. Uh, how about the president of the United States? He's oh, pretty shitty. Oh, we did it. Okay, let's just let's let's just move on. Also, like poisons are bad. Okay. Yeah, we actually we don't endorse poisons. Yeah, but you uh, know, dandelions are about. okay. They're not the worst. Yeah, there are, there are worse things than dandelions. Like poison, actually, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's been a good trade off. Okay, uh, let's get into our sponsorships. Oh, this is a good one. Every week on the show, we bring you a sponsor, sometimes real, sometimes fictitious. This one is near dear to my heart. Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by the magic of Jim Carrey. He can make you laugh with no more than a frantic flailing of his limbs. But that Simpsons quote aside, he's pretty good. I mean, the 90s. Oh, Jim Carrey was like the peak physical comedy actor. The faces, the expressions, the The flailing of the limbs. The weird noises coming out of his face that sometimes were words. Yeah. I I think there was something magical about his time in the spotlight throughout the 90s and maybe even into the early 2000s where he could play this same manic character with different tweaks here and there, but it was good every time. If he was Ace Ventura Pet Detective, if he was The Mask, if he was Edward Nigma in Batman Forever. Underrated Jim so Carrey movie? 
The Cable Guy. Go back and watch it. It's actually pretty good. And Jim Carrey, like he he could branch out too. Uh, the Truman Show. Man he was on a the little moon. more. Ooh, yeah. He was a little more subdued in some of these roles, but he still just brought that energy in different ways. Uh, but this is not about that. This is about that manic flailing of his Jim Carrey limbs. He's like the original, well, not the original, but like the human human personification of a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube man. Mm-hmm. Favorite Jim Carrey quote? Oof. I don't know. I'll have to think about this. Have you thought about this? Uh, no, but I, I, I've got one. Go. Okay. Uh, the I believe it might have been this year, 1998, possibly. Liar, liar. Do you remember Liar Liar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a couple the, of really... The pen scene? I don't remember the pen scene. Oh, where he's writing the color of the pen on his face. Ah. There's a couple of really good Jim Carrey lines, which I think are probably my favorite. Right after he is cursed or, or whatever with the ability to only tell the truth, he's just finished having sex with a woman <laughs> in his office or something. Oh, yeah. And she says, is that the best sex you've ever had? And he just looks at her and gives the most Jim Carrey voice ever. I've had better. And that killed me as a 10-year-old. Oh, my God. That and um, at one point, he's fighting himself. I think uh, he runs into the bathroom in court and then just starts punching himself. And then someone walks in. What are you doing? I'm kicking my ass. It's not a very funny line delivered by me, but delivered by Jim Carrey. With the frantic flailing of his limbs and just everything about him is a perfect line. I remember the first time I saw this movie. It's so fitting. This is the first quote that pops up on IMDb. So I I was eating popcorn. I saw Liar Liar for the first time at the (laughs) drive-in. And it's the scene where his kid Max says, my teacher tells me beauty's on the inside. And he said, that's just something ugly people say. I remember choking on my popcorn. It was just, it was one of those quick guffaws I shouldn't have been eating at the time. It was, it was good. A guffaw. That is, uh, that's up there with like a chortle. It was a borderline chortle. Nice. So Jim Carrey, we would like to thank you and your limbs for flailing us through the 90s and just providing us with endless laughter. Thank you. Thank good you, sir. Thank you so much. As always, Stuck in the 90s can be found online at StuckInThe90sPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at SIT90s, and we're on Facebook and on Instagram at StuckInThe90sPodcast. If you'd like to be a $10 sponsor, we will plug your wares for the low, low price of $10 dues. Those are Australian dollars. Or $10 regular dollars. Regular dollars are Canadian dollars. Or also American. Uh, you know what? Let's take some Bitcoin. I'm completely willing to take... 10 Bitcoins. 10 Bitcoins, some yeah. Dogecoin. I reinstalled my Dogecoin wallet oh, did the you other find, day. Did you find it? Oh, yeah. I've got 50,000 Dogecoin. Wow. Yeah. That's some Dogecoin. Yeah. Give us some cryptocurrency. Give us We're some real that. currency. We're willing to talk. Uh, drop us a line. Stuck in the 90s podcast at gmail.com. Christmas giveaway info is coming. I've got like a small collection of things. Yeah. Get hyped for that. Next week, we will be bringing you A Week in the 90s. Which For one? Sure. You'll find out. It's one of them. Maybe we'll talk about Ants in a Bug's Life. Oh, maybe. Maybe we'll talk about some of the other shit I talked about and then promptly forgot. Who knows? But for now, the, the podcast, podcast is now concluded. Over. Also, Randy Newman hates short people.